0: Yo, today's QOD is when I was willing to do the hard things, my life got easy. When I was looking for easy, my life was hard. Here we go. back to the quote of the day show. I'm your host Sean Croxton at SeanCroxton.com. We got T. Harv Ecker on this show today. And today's clip is a little bit longer than normal, but it's some really good stuff. Because Harv is going to talk about having a big vision. You know, so many of us keep our vision small. We keep our dreams small because, you know, when we think big, we're like, how am I going to do that? or I've never done anything like that before. Like we don't have the the confidence and the self-belief to do it. But remember, when you give your brain a goal and you believe in yourself, no matter how big that goal may be, you will unconsciously and consciously figure out the way to get there. Remember, you got that thing in your brain called the reticular activating system. So when you set your sights on something, that part of your brain scans the environment, looking for for opportunities that are going to take you closer to your goal. But first, you have to have the big vision. Another thing he's going to talk about is the tension. When you set a goal, there's tension that gets created between where you are right now versus where you want to be. And that tension can feel, you know, like a little bit of anxiety, it feels uncomfortable, and most people have a hard time dealing with that, but that's just part of the game. So we have to embrace the tension of setting, as he says, the intention. Harvecker's coming up.
1: So we're going to talk about a spiritual law, a very, very high spiritual law today, and it's called the law of higher vision higher vision what's it called the law of what higher vision. higher vision so I want you to remember back right now to when you were a child maybe 9 10 11 12 years old what big dreams did you have then what kind of career were you going to have what were you going to be when you grew up how much money were you going to have what kind of lifestyle were you going to live What was your life going to look like when you were an adult? My daughter, Maddie, she is definitely going to be a model and an actress. My son, Jesse, he's absolutely going to be a professional tennis player, number one, and a multimillionaire. Now, I wish them both the best, but the truth is neither of these is overly original If you know what I'm saying, you know, as kids, most of us had big ideas, a big vision, big dreams. And the world was basically our what? Our oyster, our pearl, right. But then what seems to happen for many of us? Well, for most of us, something happens that snuffs out our dreams and puts them on the back burner. Never to awaken from their slumber again often. And so for many of us, we still don't have the career that we dreamed of. We don't have the money we dreamed of. We don't have the relationship we dreamed of. We don't have the life that we dreamed of. And we wonder what went wrong. And in the meantime, in order to make ourselves feel okay about that, what we do is we lower our future vision to match our past and current reality you all follow what I'm talking about here? And we often use the old, oh, I didn't really want that justification or syndrome, or that's not really important anymore, or here's one, I've got to be realistic. Maybe I've heard that one before. You know, I've got to be realistic about life now. And this can be a problem. Why? Well, first... When you lower your vision, you automatically lower your intention. What's the word? Intention. And most people do not realize the power of intention. And one of the ways that I remember the power of intention is by spelling it just a little bit differently. What's it say? Intention. In tension. So when you set an intention, you are creating a what? A tension. A what? A tension between where you are now and where you want to be. That is the power of the intention. To put yourself in tension with what's out there versus where you are. Do you all understand that? So here's how this looks. Basically the Bigger or higher the vision, the stronger the what? Right? The more tension goes on. And now there's a natural law of the universe that basically says that everything takes the path of least resistance. Therefore, it is a natural and universal tendency for this tension to want to be resolved, relieved. Is this making sense to everybody? Can you all see that? Now, one of two things is going to happen when you've got this, this uh, t- intention out there, this vision out there. Well, either one, you are going to give up on your vision or number, sorry, let me change that again. Either when you've got the vision out here, either number one, you're going to give up on the vision, you're going to bring the vision down, right? Or number two, you're going to go up to your vision. One of those things has to occur when as soon as you put a vision out there. Now, most people circumvent the whole thing They don't put a vision out there. That's cool, except for one problem. Know what? You live your life in limbo, limpy. Right? And you say, wow, that's cool. I mean, I'm, I'm very relaxed. <laughs> You're relaxed, you're not happy, you're not making any money. You wonder, you know, I'm relaxed, good. Well, when you're dead, you got time to relax too. So, uh, you have to understand how this works. You see, the vision is like a what? It's like a magnet, like a what? It's like a magnet. And the bigger the vision, the greater the tension, and the stronger the Pull. So what happens when you don't have a big vision? Well, you have very little what? Stretch, which means very little what? Tension, no juice, no enthusiasm, no passion. Generally, no way you're going to succeed in any type of big way. Now, sure, the perception is that a big vision causes more stress. Hello, yes or no? Yes. But guess what? This is positive stress. There's negative stress and there's positive stress. And this is called creative tension. It is a creative force in the universe. If you look at the planets and you study them, you'll see it all around you. If you look at gravity, you'll see creative tension in the world. And this is a way we utilize creative tension. So, in fact, research has proven over and over that people are happiest when they are pursuing their biggest dreams. And they're true dreams, the dreams that are inside them. And when they're not, they know something isn't being fulfilled. There is no creative tension. And there's nothing worse. How many of you would agree that there's nothing worse than working and slaving away and doing all those things and having no exciting light at the end of the tunnel? That you know tomorrow, next month, next year is the same as today. Right. And for many of us, that's just not the way we're built. You know, it's like it's like an oak tree that says, you know, I'm going to get to six feet and relax. (laughs) And there's not a problem if the if the oak tree was inherently designed to be six feet, but it's not. And I'll tell you this right now. There's not a person in this room that was designed to be a six foot oak tree. There's everyone in this room as at least a 20, 30 footer. But what's happened is, you know, life has taken its toll and we forget and and we create this reality. So when we don't have an exciting light at the end of the tunnel, that causes what? Frustration and what? Boredom. What's the word? Boredom. Why? Because I said you're not using the creative God force inside of you. And you've strangled your spirit. And your true self isn't allowed to come out. Why? Because, well, all you're willing to handle is this. That's it. I'll handle this. Hopefully. You know what most people do? Most people do enough to get by. Here's the big question in most people's minds. What's the least I can do and still make it? Even though it comes to, if people want to be rich, what's the least I can do and still get rich? Sounds weird, doesn't it? But that's the question in most people's mind. What's the least I can get away with here? Boredom is one of the most prevalent yet hidden forms of negative stress. Yeah, sure, this is stress, but it's creative stress. It's positive stress. Boredom is negative stress. Boredom is a low form of energy, and it is contagious. You feel it. Your customers feel it. Your business associates feel it, and your family feels it. We once had a speaker at one of our business boot camps down in San Diego, and this is a fellow who went in four years from a net worth of nil to a net worth of seven hundred and fifty million dollars, and during our camps, we often have—if we have other trainers—that we often have, like we call it, a, a panel of sorts, and people in the audience get a chance to ask any questions they want, personal or whatever. Of course, the the uh, trainer doesn't have to answer, but they're usually pretty good with it. And he was asked his simple secret that he believed made all the difference between his original situation, and and he worked pretty hard then, and his current situation. And he summed it up in three words. Would you like to know what it was? He said this, I think big. And I never used to. I used to think small. I used to think what's the least I can do. Now I think, what's the most I can do? I used to think that thinking what's the most I could do would mean a lot harder work for me and a lot harder life. What I found out was it was completely different. When I was willing to do the hard things, my life got easy. When I was looking for easy, my life was hard. (coughs) When I was looking for small it was hard. I was dealing with small timers, and they were hard to deal with. And for some reason, as soon as I learned the idea of thinking big, which I was terrified of, my life got really easy. First of all, the people who I deal with now, even though I deal with the same thing, the strategies I use are the same. Everything is the same, except I deal in larger numbers with more zeros. And that means my profit is a lot more zeros on it. So I get involved in financing. Uh, In in fact, one of the ways he did this, one of the first things that led him on his journey was he uh, was looking to buy an oil well. And he uh, was dealing with a guy um, who had uh, over a thousand oil wells. And the guy basically said, he told a story, he says, the guy took pity on me says because he says look you're going for financing you got to do this he says he says you're going to finance this one oil well right that you're going to buy from me he says why don't you come back when you got the financing and we'll talk about it so about three months later he comes back he says you got the you know you have the financing right he goes no I don't have it yet I'm hoping we can work something says you don't have the financing for one oil well he says you know why you don't have the financing because you're talking about one oil well he says nobody's going to finance you you're a punk You're a nothing. You're a tidbit. You're a loser. And they know it. He says, I'll tell you what, why don't you get financing for a hundred of my oil wells and then we'll talk again? Guess what? He came back three weeks later with the financing for a hundred oil wells. Why? Who wants to do the paperwork for one oil well? You understand what I'm saying? They're not stupid. You understand what I'm saying here? It's just as easy to sell a house that costs a million bucks as to sell a house that costs 169000 What's your commissions? Pretty different. That's what I... How many of you notice, even in real estate, the real estate agents often who are, you know, driving around in the fancy cars and doing really well, very often they deal in higher-end stuff. Very often. Now, it's not the only way to do it because you can go in volume, of course, and that's great. It's just <laughs> as easy to... You know, if you're dealing with a million-dollar buyer... It's just as easy and sometimes easier to deal with that type of person than a person who's barely got any money. Does that make sense at all? Let me put it this way. It doesn't take a lot to play small in life. And guess what? It's really crowded down there. <laughs> and the people who are playing bigger, and that's why it's so nice at the top. In any industry, in any, in any industry you look at, you'll see the people at the top, you know they got a pretty pretty good together. They got a pretty good situation going. Why? Cuz it's not overly crowded up there. And the people below, they can't see how nice it is at the top cuz they're not willing to go up to the top to check it out. So they 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 struggle around the bottom, kind of like what's that kind of fish bottom feeders. You understand what I'm saying? That that's basically what they do. And they then their life turns into bottom feeding. All because they aren't willing to, you know, stretch. What's the word? Stretch, Stretch, really stretch. So I'm not saying that everybody has to be a world leader, but I am saying that consider taking off the limits,
0: undoing the
1: chains.
0: That was T. Harv Ecker. His website is Harvecker.com. You can check out today's entire talk on an audio program you can find on audible.com. It comes free with your Audible membership. It is called True Wealth. And it's, a, it's an incredible program. It's like five to six hours with nothing but gems. It's, it's, it's really good, especially for a road trip. Just get in the car and just listen to the thing all the way through. You will learn a lot from Harv. All right, my friend, I will see you tomorrow with Ariana Huffington. I'm out. Peace. Thank you.